Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh and I am joined by my co-host Alex. If you are new, uh, we welcome you. We do previews, recaps to all New York Giants games, as well as a bunch of all-season content that is coming sooner than later. So please strap in, get ready, because it's going to be a long ride ahead of us in this off-season. Not so much left here in the regular season with two games left, one of them coming against the Bears, the Bears, as a lot of people like to say, um, and we're here for it. We're excited for it. Not the game, but uh, what the game means, because it is going to be, there's something on the line. It's how far is the Bears pick going to go backwards into the maybe teens of the NFL draft? It could very well happen, or the later part of the top 10, maybe 5 to 10, uh, if they win. Right, That's two wins in a row for them as they beat Seattle last week. Or is it going to be a Giants victory? And that puts, I feel like, the Giants and the Bears closer than we would uh, than we would expect, I would say. Obviously, the favorites going into this game is the Chicago Bears. But we'll have to wait and see. There's a lot to talk about. There's Twitter beefs going around between uh, Giants ex-scouts and Giants... Senior vice, well, what is what is Pat Hamlin, Alex? The um, senior vice personnel, something or another. But he's very good on Twitter. So I mean, yeah. that's probably what he's going to be known for from now on. He is here. I, I had it here a second ago. He is the senior vice president of communications. Thank you. But he's actually very defensive of his team. He's done Twitter stuff before. Uh, he's talked about his team very, very uh, hard. I don't know if hardly is the right word. He's defended his team and his actions. Uh, and for this ex-scout uh, who is known as Steve Verderosa, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, he went on a Twitter rant, and I mean Twitter rant, having about three or four tweets before Pat Hanlon decided to respond. Uh, and we'll get into all of that as well as some 
long injury reports that Alex will be happy to talk about as he that is his little section that comes later on the podcast but the amount of players that are injured for the Giants is absurd it just shows how bad this team is right now it's funny it really is uh, more people on COVID more people placed on IR a lot of stuff to talk about but uh, I haven't formally introduced him yet and it's been a few minutes Alex my co-host how are you doing I'm doing all right. Only two more weeks now, a week and a half till we get to whatever, what's it called? Black Monday, when all the coaches get fired and all the GMs get fired, when Dave Gettleman will be officially stepping down, which is what's going to happen. I'm excited for that. I'm not excited for these next two weeks. These next two games are going to be hell. The Bears, I think their record is worse than their team. Um, luckily for us, because I think they should they should have won a lot of games that they ended up losing. But it looks like now with the Bears, we might, you know, we were all thinking we're going to have two top five picks. It looks like we might only have one, um, and that's going to be our own. And I'd say most likely it's going to be the Bears in somewhere closer to eighth, somewhere closer to ninth um, in the NFL draft order. Because if you look at the standings, right, the Bears, the Panthers, they're all kind of even. They're all going to lose or at least the Panthers are most likely going to lose. The Bears have the Vikings, who they could sneak a game off of, especially if they're out of the playoff race. And they have the Giants, obviously, this week. They could win both games, um, and that would move them up the order. They'd get seven wins, and that probably places them somewhere in the 10 to 12 range, uh, which is not ideal. But what I would say is this draft class, I've been starting to do a bit. I've looked at two players so far, like in-depth on tape. That would be Kyle Hamilton and uh, Kayvon. Thibodeau. Um, but besides that, this, you know, I th- I've heard that it's reasonably deep in terms of the top 10, 15 players. So I don't think that should be a problem. But anyway, uh, I'm, I'm excited to get into the episode, talk about some of the goofiness that's going on around the Giants organization, some of the upsetting things. And really, we're just looking forward to that day when we can start talking about the GM search, some possible candidates. That'd be truly exciting. Are we going to talk about the Saquon Barkley? video that went viral the from our friend Bobby Skinner. It's unbelievable. It's it's almost too good to be true, you know? The reason for this though, I mean it all was on the media's it was all about the media and this is a big thing. Um Okay. So basically they the Giants play against the Bears as we know in Soldier Field and that is that Soldier Field, right? I think. And that happens to be where Saquon Barkley tore his ACL last season. So Giants uh, reporters asked him about three times in five minutes about returning to the spot where he tore his ACL. And he was getting asked all negative questions. Someone asked him, are you shut shut down for the season? He said no. And with that, Bobby Skinner had a clip. He took advantage of the situation, if we're being very honest with ourselves. He took advantage, and that's probably part of the reason for his success. If he just did that out of the blue, probably wouldn't have come out as well, but it was, it was, it was perfect. It was really good. So, what happened was, Bobby recorded a video. I mean, should I just play it? I probably should just play it. Um, yeah, you can play. And the funniest thing about it is it kind of sounds like Jordan Ronan because they kind of have similar-ish voices. Like, it's not close. Really? Like, it's I'd- close-ish. Didn't hear that at all, but okay. Because <laughs> uh, when I originally clicked the video, I was like, oh, shoot, that's Jordan Run. And I'm like, oh, no, it's Bobby, obviously, like two seconds in. 
I don't know. I, I got a sense. I saw people in the comments also saying it. So it's not just me. Don't look at me like I'm a weirdo, okay? okay. I saw people in the comments saying he sounds a little bit, a little, uh, bit like uh, Jordan Ronan. Some people thought it was Wesley Steinberg. We don't really know what it was, okay? But it turns out it was Bobby. So it was yeah, a it was, stumper for some people. It was Our Bobby. Didn't get it right. <laughs> yeah, it was Bobby, but uh, it went a lot of other places. All right. Do you want to insert the clip? You want me to play the clip? What do you want to do? I can insert it. So here's the clip. Hey, Saquon, I know you guys are going back to Chicago where obviously you tore your ACL last year. Some players are looking for closure. They'll go back to the spot that it happened and spit, maybe even piss. And some would, you know, maybe even want to burn down the stadium that it happened. And is that, is that something that, you know, you, you've considered doing for all this? No. It's so funny, Alex, how like people believe, I mean, I, I guess hits or um <laughs> <laughs> some people even think you're gonna burn down the stadium. <laughs> um and I mean Saquon's Barkley Saquon Barkley's timing of the no is so believable. I mean I mean I get it. I I do in a sense feel sort of bad because they were laughing, making fun of, calling bad about the Giants reporters, and that's why Art Stapleton got a little upset about it. And also, they were saying, oh my god, how are these people getting press passes? I mean, for the people who wrote articles on this, they were, I mean, there were a group of reporters and sites that had literal articles. Like, the headline was, Saquon Barkley uh, was asked by a reporter about burning down Bears Stadium, or whatever. I mean, it, it it's hilarious. The video right now has about 717,000 views. And the big one was obviously Barstool that reposted it. But there was a lot of others that retweeted it and commented. So, credit to Bobby Skinner. Um, he did a very good job there. Alex, let's start going to the COVID news. We have Darius Slayton, Corey Cunningham, who just came in last week to replace Matt Paird after... He got injured, and we now know he tore his ACL. And I just want to make sure I have that all right. Uh, and practice squad outside linebacker Amari Cobb had been added to the reserve COVID list as well. But Alex, it was it was Cunningham that came in relief for Matt Parrott last week, right? Yes, it was Cunningham, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nate Soldier's back, so <laughs> no problem, guys. No problem. Well, he's still coming back from an injury. And then we also have... Um, I don't know if we want to get to the Isaiah Wilson stuff yet. I guess so. It's it's his time. So basically, the Giants have a practice squad player in Isaiah Wilson, who is a tackle, and he was supposed to be promoted this week in order to take Parrott's role. Uh, and then when asked about it today, the offensive line coach for the New York Giants said, "I guess I'll read. I guess I'll I guess I'll read the quote." The New York Giants offensive line coach said. On Isaiah Wilson's progress as a professional. Next question. How far does he have to go? Be dependable. So he's not dependable right now? Be dependable. Everybody likes somebody you can count on to be dependable. That's not a raving review, just to clear that up in case anyone was confused. Not good. Yeah, uh, not good indeed. I mean, the man is 22 years old. Uh, He played at Georgia. He was a 29th overall pick by the Titans in 2020. And... No, I, I mean, not good. Like, I don't know what else to say. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, th- you know how he actually left the Titans, Alex? At the end of last season in February, 
he posted and then deleted a tweet saying he would no longer play football as a Titan. And then Wilson and a seventh round pick in 2022 were traded to the Dolphins. And then he was waived by the Dolphins three days later after showing up for his team physical and missing two workouts. Showing up late for his team physical and missing two workouts. Then the Giants were like, all right, I guess we'll swap this guy up from the practice squad. And now, when he might be needed to come in, his character issues are still there, obviously. What I would say is that this shows you how, because we were so desperate that we need to take a shot on a guy. And we'll take a shot on a guy who no one wants. If we were desperate at corner, we would have kept DeAndre Baker. There, there's certain points that we need this guy. He has the talent. We know that. He was picked in the first round for a reason. It, it, like, I don't know if you can fix character issues. I mean, you could, you know, people always say you can improve a player. You can't fix character issues. I kind of disagree, right? You can always, someone can evolve as a person, right? You know, we're not static our whole lives. I don't think it's a lost cause, but I think you have to work on him. We know he had the, uh, the footballing ability is there. We just got to figure out how can he contribute to the team? How, what will kind of get him going in the right direction? Uh, not on the football field, but just in the, in the locker room at the training facility, you know, just at home, whatever he's doing publicly on Twitter or wherever he posted stuff, Instagram, that that's where he needs to improve. And that's the main thing. He needs to get back in shape. But I think there, there's something there. There's a reason the Giants are keeping him, right? Sometimes talent just exceed your talent and need exceeds the rationale for getting rid of him, even though it seems like a good idea. Well, I mean, of course he has potential. He was a first-round pick last year. We're not saying anything about that. It's his character issues that are lacking. And like you said, it's something he needs to fix. And it doesn't seem like, according to Rob Sale, has been fixed yet. We go on to other... Well, I was going to say is I, to other news because Alex is no, I, I need to go. I need to go. I need to say because this really bugs me. People always talk about this guy doesn't have good character issues. He can't you know, he's going to be a problem. I'm like, yeah, but he could also like, for example, Micah Parsons, right? He had character issues, but like you move on from things sometimes, right? Micah Parsons has become a much more. I mean, at, at least from how it appears, he seems much more responsible. He seems more engaged. He's, you know, some of those past problems don't seem as relevant anymore. Well, like, tell me, Alex, well, how's a guy like Odell Beckham looking right now? Certain, pla- I totally agree. Certain people's character issues do not go away, but there are some people. But how's Odell Beckham doing right now? Tell me. He's doing okay. I mean, right. he's doing all right. I mean, he's not doing as well as he would have been if it wasn't for his character. How's Antonio Brown doing right now? Well, also not doing as well as if he didn't have his character problems. So, I mean, it's all split around the league, but you yeah. have to, I think, take it one by one. Not everyone is in the same boat where it's like, okay, this person has character issues and yeah. they're in the same boat. I mean, I get it. Like, there's a lot of players who have it. But in Wilson's case, I, I understand you could be upset, but obviously... It hasn't changed because Sale wouldn't have gone out there and ridiculed him in front of the media, in front of the press, if he wasn't if he wasn't doing bad. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Just sometimes, all all the only thing that hit me was that people always just assume things without actually knowing, and that that's frustrating. But 
anyway um but i guess we'll move on right we got we can move on certainly now okay now you got we can it move on. you got it you, you i'll let you move on since you wanted to move on yeah i got it because i want to talk about more covid news and that goes to julian love is now on the covid list and also the giants place running back gary brightwell and tackle matt paired on ir just as brightwell comes back just as brightwell comes back from ir the special teams gem yeah, no, not so much, as he is back on the IR, meaning he's out for the rest of the season because the Giants are not making the playoffs anytime soon. We also depart ways with Darquez Denard from the practice squad, but the real guy we're sad about, Mr. Sam Beal. It's so sad. Ugh. No, no, not Sam Beal. He's gone, unfortunately. So Denard's a funny one, too, because everyone was mad at him on that punt the other uh, in last game when he appeared to just not go for the ball, right? When he wanted, you know, and that was a problem for some people. It turned out he actually ran out of bounds, so he couldn't get the ball even if he wanted to or was able to. So, and Joe Judge came out and said, yeah, he couldn't do it. We reviewed the tape, et cetera. You know, it's not his fault. And then, of course, the next day he cuts him. It's just kind of funny. He's like, oh, maybe it was his fault. He didn't like the lack of effort. What, like, what happened there? Uh, so that's, that's just a funny thing about Denard. And uh, we have a few pieces of sad news that we want to go to now. The first one being Billy Price. Uh, Rob Sale came out in his press conference when he did it yesterday. We're recording this on Thursday night, so Wednesday. Uh, and I think he started out the press conference with, in a kind of somber tone, talking about Billy Price, that he, he was not with the team at practice due to a undisclosed private matter. Maybe family-related, maybe not. I don't remember the exact report. It came out in a few tweets. Uh, but we wish and hope the best uh, for Billy Price and his family, and ho- hopefully the issue, whatever it is, is uh, is okay there. The other piece of sad news that we want to talk about now is legendary coach and broadcaster John Madden has passed away. It happened earlier this week, right as I believe a documentary came out about him over the weekend on Saturday. He passed away on Monday. Uh, so rest in peace to the legendary John Madden, Raiders coach, broadcaster, and uh, my dad actually, because he grew up with his voice, showed me a few viral clips that he had with the New York Giants. Uh, the, the the big one being the Gatorade toss at the end of the game, how they're going to celebrate. This guy goes here, this guy goes there. I can't, I, I don't even want to uh, you know, give my best impersonation, impression, whatever it is, because John Madden did it best. Uh, he had some hilarious calls. Some amazing calls, analysis, uh, and on Thanksgiving, it looked like he had a really great personality there as well. Also, Alex, really the way we know him well, because we didn't really grow up with his voice, is from the video game Madden, which he was a big contributor and part of throughout his time in the early stages. And I think if he was still part of the game to this day, I honestly believe it would be a lot better game than it is. Madden is ridiculed heavily ridiculed by by players because of how bad the mechanics are and everything and when John Madden was a part of it in the I want to say 90s when it was created uh, and he helped with that and also in the early 2000s he brought in people to help design the game and things of that nature and obviously because of his old age and he kind of like parted ways and and wasn't really there as they created the games anymore and honestly if he was still a part of it I think it would be a much better game than it is right now. Uh, but again, rest in peace to John Madden, and I'll let Alex, if you want to say a little point on that, you can. If not... Yeah, uh, I'd say the same thing. I mean, reiterating your point, it, I didn't really know him either until really I played Madden, if I'm being <laughs> honest. I know that's sad, but it's the truth for most people our age. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was nice. I, the, the funniest thing is, uh, not that it's any bit funny, but you know, it was all over the news, but the first time I actually saw the news, it was while I was in Madden, uh, because when I entered Madden to play a game, it actually like brought up a message like, you know, we're, we're mourning the loss of the late John Madden, et cetera. I didn't even realize it until then, uh, turning on his video game. So that's kind of a, a funny story there. But uh, yeah, that, that's it for me. So let's go to the disagreement, let's say, the, the Twitter rant by Steve Verderosa, the former scout, by the, uh, New York Giants scout, and then Pat Hanlon's response to this. So again, uh, Verderosa was fired by the team in 2020 after several decades, warned against the potential promotion of assistant general manager Kevin Abram, Kevin Abrams earlier this week in a series of tweets. All right, let's start it. First one, Kevin has been the one negotiating the bad signings, Nate Soldier, Kenny Gaude, etc., He's not a football guy. Never played, coached, or scouted. Need a football guy. All right, we got another one. NYG roster of 53. Uh, 20, our draft choice is 33 from other places. Oh, and this tweet's from a while ago, by the way. This is from the 12th of December. Most overused word in NFL is culture. It is tough to build the culture you envision while you are bringing in guys from all over the place. Uh, December 24th. A great outside candidate to become Giants GM would be former Carolina Panther middle linebacker Dan Morgan. Dan worked his way up after his playing days through Buffalo personnel depth. A now assistant GM at Carolina, a football man. December 26th. If you're a Giant fan, you have to ask yourself why so many of the team draft choices are starting from other teams. Kenny, or other teams, Kennard, Pugh, and on, on Arizona. Flowers and Collins on Washington, Hankins on Vegas, Apple and Hill on Cincy, OBJ on LA, all teams better record than NYG. And I mean, some of these points are valid. Like, I'm not going to lie. That one especially. Let's move on. December 27th tweet. Defensive tackle Linval Joseph, second round pick 2010 draft. Defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins, second round pick 2013 draft. Defensive tackle John Dalvin Tomlinson, second round pick uh, 2017 draft. All drafted by NYG. All starting for other teams non-re-signed. Team has history of not re-signing homegrown proven players. And on December 28th, he tweeted, Another blunder in the first year of current GM's uh, regime. Using a supplemental third-round pick on Sam Beal. Showed up with two knockdown shoulders that needed surgery. Never played in 2018 and hardly played since. Cut today. First through third-round First through third round picks have to be cornerstones of your team. And then Pat Hanlon said, all right, let me, let me, let me make sure I have this correct. I want to, I want to get these tweets up. Pat Hanlon then responded to Verderose's tweet saying, Steve, and then tagged him. For somebody who has a track record that we only know about, that only we know about, you sure have a lot of thoughts about your about our operation. There is a reason you're no longer here. And every one of your tweets to revise your slash our history confirms why. Keep talking. And then, funny enough, our friend Snacks responded to Pat Hanlon saying, as if this franchise couldn't look worse, you just made it happen. 
<laughs> and that tweet, I think, completely sums up what Hanlon did. For the senior vice president or whatever you said, Alex, of communications to do this. Oh, my God. And then Hanlon quote tweeted his own tweet, I think, and said. Oh, oh my. Say it. Say it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what? Anonymity. Anonymity. Anonymity SAT works word. wonders, except when everybody knows you have an axe to grind and you've been waiting for this moment to piss on the guy who rightfully fired you. I wonder if Bobby got his idea about the pissing on soldier, soldier field from that. Happy New Year. Thank <sighs> you, Pat. Uh, can I read the next one? Uh, yes, please. And explain. Although Hanlon tweeted uh, Verderosa directly, the former scout did not reply directly. Instead, he sent out a standalone tweet. <laughs> there is no vendetta versus the Giants. I love that place. It afforded my family and me a great living with great memories. No place is perfect, and right now they are in a dire need of more than a couple of wins. It's just tough love, I say. That was Verderosa's last tweet. And Alex, this is... All right, ready? Here here goes... I, I, I normally yell... On the recaps, but I'm gonna let it go here for a second. This is absolutely pathetic, pathetic for these grown ass men who are sitting in their desk chairs and instead of doing their job, or in Verda Rose's case, I don't know if maybe he's unemployed, to sit on their asses and tweet at each other against each other like little children younger than us is stupid and like i said pathetic i'll repeat it again it's it's hilarious it's a comedy skit alex this team is a comedy skit everyone likes to say the word clown this team is a bunch of clowns the joe judge the john mara the gettleman they're all clowns i put the clown faces on them i mean if you're gonna use the word and say this is a circus i will take that because this team is either a comedy skit or a circus. It's one of the two. Because there's a bunch of comedians lined up one after another. I, let's go down the list. I mean, you got the opener. Let's throw Joe Judge out there to talk about how good his team has played for the last 60 minutes. And I'll punch you in the mouth. Then let's go to Dave Gettleman. He'll be second in line. And talk about how he's going to rebuild this offensive line for three years. For three years. And hasn't done shit. Lost the curse counter. Sorry. Then let's go third in line. Let's talk about Steve Verderosa, the former Giants scouting man, uh, whatever, scout. Here, I'll, I'll read his Twitter description, his Twitter profile. Three-time Super Bowl champion, 33 years in NFL scout, now on PFN. So he works for PFN now. Ah. So there you go. So he does have a job. So he's Okay, he has a, all right, he's still sitting life, in his... Life is about faith, family, football. Driving around our beautiful USA in my classic Corvette. Um... And, and I, I want to say he's still sitting in his desk chair, so my point still stands. Or in his Corvette. Oh, uh, yeah, driving, <laughs> driving around. Um, okay, so third in line would be Verderosa, the former Giants scout, which he could talk about how he goes and battles Pat Hanlon in a boxing match. I'm sure that could be on pay-per-view if we want to make that happen. And then fourth in line, the closer of the whole comedy sketch, the man himself, the owner John Mara, and he could talk about all the stupid hires that he has and all the stupid draft picks and signings he's been involved in. 
And the list goes on and on because I can include Abrams in that list because apparently, according to Verderosa, he made all those signings, right? So, who knows? Anyway, that was my little rant there, and I could stop talking now. I mean, Alex, your thoughts on the situation? I'll give you the floor. I don't really know what to say. Uh, <laughs> he, he also he turned his comments off, by the way, Verderosa. I'm not sure if you noticed this. He originally had the comments on for his tweets, and then he. Uh, turn them off. So he's no longer allowing comments if anyone's interested. He has a point, right? He has certain points that are correct. Certain points that aren't really relevant. This is something like, you know, you know what you do with this? You call up, because I'm sure these two guys know each other, right? So, well, probably didn't end well, considering they're tweeting each other. Because normal human beings, you know, Steven would pick up the phone. He'd be like, let me call Pat and tell him what I'm, you know, what I'm thinking. Oh, hey, Pat. So here, I wanted to talk about how the organization's running. You know, it's just really upsetting. I feel like some of the homegrown players aren't staying around, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. He goes on his Twitter. He puts his little big thumbs on it, his little big thumbs, on his on his phone, starts tweeting. And then uh, Pat Hamlin, because this is worse, right? Vander or Verderosa or whatever, however you say his name, Verderosa. He's not working for the Giants, right? So he he can say whatever the hell he wants, right? It, who cares, right? They, just like any of us, just like we can post whatever the hell we want on Twitter, obviously in what in whatever Twitter guidelines are. He can do that too. He doesn't work for the Giants. I think what's worse is Pat Hanlon responding. That's the worst part because now it makes him look silly because if it was all hearsay, he wouldn't even be responding. But he knows there's some truth to it. Hence why he feels like he has to defend it. Pat Hanlon, they're clowns. They're both clowns, but especially Pat Hanlon. And let's hope he's uh, gone too. Maybe Mara will give him a medium Pepsi and send him out the door. Yep, yep. Uh, There is a game on Sunday. (laughs) It's the Giants versus the Bears, and that's what we're here to also preview. So let's go to that now and go through our injury report for both teams whenever Alex has the link open and is ready to read through it. But for right now, I'm going to start by talking about who do I think is going to start on Sunday? And then I'll throw that question to Alex. Well, Mike Lennon, not even a question. Mike Lennon, the neck, he's back. I would agree that Mike Lennon will return on Sunday. But again, we could see a mix between two god-awful quarterbacks in Jake Fromm and Mike Lennon. Mike Lennon starting, throwing two interceptions. We have Jake Fromm come in. I mean, talk about clowns, talk about a joke. I mean, not not to blame Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm. They're put in an awful situation with Daniel Jones out. But this really looks to the Giants offseason and the clowns that we have mentioned to think, yeah, I think it's a good idea. Let's sign Mike Glennon. Has never been a successful backup in the NFL. Let's not keep Colt McCoy. Not saying Colt McCoy. Whatever. Keep him. Don't keep him. Sign a better backup. Goddamn QB. Then Mike freaking Glennon. Long neck Glennon. Draft neck Glennon. Whatever. Why is it that the Giants even seem to screw up their backup quarterbacks? I mean, Alex, I need you here, please. Like, why? I I don't understand it. I mean, talk about messing up our $72 million wide receivers or our whole offensive line, but we can't even get the backup quarterback right because we signed a backup quarterback that hasn't been successful in the NFL for nine years. Years. Nine years. Yeah. I I don't even know what to say. You you said that a lot in this episode. <laughs> you can go to the injury report. 
I have the injury report. I was trying to move the links around, but I got it here. Because it's so the list is so long. I need to maybe I need two screens, you know? Saquon Barkley, Wednesday did not practice, limited practice on Thursday. Did not have we heard about Gary Brightwell already, so we're not gonna mention him. Graham Gano with an illness, non-COVID related, did not practice Wednesday, limited practice Thursday. Austin Johnson with a foot did not practice both days. Colin Johnson with a hamstring did not practice both days. Raymond Johnson with an illness, probably the same one as Graham Gano, did not practice on Wednesday, limited practice on Thursday. Billy Price, who already discussed. Kyle Rudolph, ankle, did not practice Wednesday, limited practice Thursday. Kadarius Tony with a shoulder injury now, of course. Another injury. What is he? The next Sterling Shepard did not practice both days. Ben Bredesen, ankle, limited practice both days. Keon Crossan, the amazing special teamer, COVID ramp up, uh, limited practice both days. Colin Gillespie, a shin injury, limited practice both days. Adoree Jackson, limited practice both days with his COVID ramp up. John Ross, with his COVID ramp up, limited practice on Wednesday, did not practice on Thursday. Chris Myrak and Nate Solder, both with limited practices on Thursday. You want to take a breath after that? Because uh, that that's the whole Giants list. I want everyone yeah. to know that. That is every single player. I mean, how many names are on that list? It's got to be at least 20. It's probably 20 because I just started. I was reading for like a full minute. Yeah, like 15, 20. And, and you know, here's something I want to talk about real quick. Because I'm reading off all these special teamers, Keon Crossan, who's the other guy, Colin Gillespie. I don't understand. Justin made a great point when he came on a few episodes ago. Why can't we have our normal players be good enough to play special teams? Why can't they do both? I was watching Kyle Hamilton tape, right? I, I mentioned that earlier. That guy does special teams amazingly. He's very good on the special team side of the ball. Hence why I think if Joe Judge stays, we might be picking him. I was going to mention that later, but we'll talk about that when we get more into draft stuff. Why can't we have guys who are good players on wherever they are, defense or offense, and also can play special teams? Keon Crossan's not a good corner. He's just good at special teams. And is he that good at special teams? We don't even know, right? Our special teams unit's not that good. Like Cam Brown, right? He's a, he's only a special teamer primarily. Besides the three main guys, your, your long snapper, your kicker, and your punter, you shouldn't really have anyone that's specifically for special teams. Maybe one additional guy, but it's ridiculous. It seems like we have five or six pure special teamers, and it's really frustrating. Josh, you want to do the Bears injury report, or should I keep going? I'm angry now. Go. <laughs> Go. Jimmy Graham, who scored that annoying last-minute touchdown uh, for the Seahawks, and they won the damn game, did not practice uh, Wednesday, full practice Thursday. He just got a rest Against for getting a touchdown. What? So for the Seahawks. Or I mean for for the Bears against the Seahawks. So I mean he did Jimmy play for the Graham. Seahawks at one point though, I think. He might have been on the Seahawks, yeah. Duke Shelley, defensive back, heel injury. Did not practice Wednesday, full practice Thursday. Justin Fields ankle limited practice both days. Jason Peters, offensive lineman ankle limited practice both days. Andy Dalton groin full practices. Eddie Goldman full practices. Jakeem Grant, who I think might kill us this week. Uh, in the return game, full practice both games. Tevin Jenkins, OT, full practice both uh, both days. Caleb Johnson, linebacker, full practice. Christian Jones, full practice. Now, all these guys are full practices. I don't even know. I'm reading them. Marquise Goodwin, wide receiver illness uh, with a did not practice on Thursday. And tight end JP Holtz with a personal issue. 
and he did not practice on Thursday. That's your injury report for the Giants and Chicago Bears. Let's go to our NFL picks now, and then we can talk about the X factors for our game and as well our score prediction. Start out by saying that last week Alex went 11-4 and I went 9-6. and This week, 1 o'clock games start out with Jaguars and Patriots. We both have the Patriots winning that one. A good game here between the Rams and the Ravens that'll happen on uh, Sunday as well. I don't know why I was debating when what day that was going to be on. Uh, Alex, it's the Rams. I have the Ravens. I want to go a little bit against them here. Buccaneers-Jets, we both had the Bucs winning that one. Bills-Falcons, we both had the Bills winning that game. Chiefs against, as Alex likes to say, the most overrated team in the NFL. Cincinnati Bengals, well, I guess they're not so overrated because Alex doesn't go with them here. I guess they are overrated, if I think about that correctly. We both go with the Chiefs there. Dolphins-Titans, a little bit of an interesting coin toss by myself. I have the Dolphins, Alex has the Titans. Colts, Raiders, I have, we both have the Colts winning that. And then Eagles, Washington, both have the Eagles winning that game. I send it to you now, Alex. All right, so moving on to our 4 o'clock window here. Broncos, Chargers, we both have the Chargers. 49ers, Texans, we both have the 49ers. Let's hope for a Texans win, though. Lions, Seahawks, uh, we both have the Seahawks. Let's hope for a Seahawks win as well. Cowboys, Cardinals. Uh, Cowboys, we both have them winning this game. Hopefully the Cardinals win because the Cowboys suck. Panthers, Saints, uh, we both have the Saints. Packers, Vikings, we both have the Packers. Browns, Steelers, we both have the Browns. And that is it for our NFL picks. I've been on a nice roll lately, so hopefully we can say, can stay that way. And uh, let's go to our X-Factors. I'm going to go David Montgomery. I'm not even going to think about it twice. David Montgomery is my X-Factor. I'm going to go on the defensive side of things, and I'm going to go with the player who is right now second in the NFL in sacks. And you don't think about the name when it comes out to you because you're like Bob going Quinn. To- yeah, Robert Quinn. Thanks for saying it. Um, my I just want to show off my knowledge, really. I just want to show off my knowledge. I w- that was more of just showing off. Sorry. TJ Watt was 17 and a half sacks. Robert Quinn was 17. Doesn't have many tackles, but again, that's not what he's there for. So... Against this offensive line, that's going to miss Corey Cunningham. That's missing Matt Pear. That might see the return of Nate Soldier. They're going to have some trouble defending Robert Quinn going against our backup quarterbacks in Mike Glennon and in Jake Fromm. Exciting stuff. Really great. Okay, let's go to our my score prediction. I'll go first. I'm going to say it's going to be a... Oh, this is hard, right? Because I don't know. I think somehow, some way, the Giants are going to figure out how to lose this game. Because like I said, I was like, I'm going to be worried for the next three weeks last week. And oh my God, they got absolutely obliterated by the Eagles. So because of that, I think it, they won't get obliterated, but it's going to be, it's going to be bad. I'm not excited for it. I will say... Again, uh, 13 points, so two field goals, one touchdown for the Giants. And then 24, 24-13, Bears victory. 24-16, Bears victory. I swear I had that in mind before you even said it. So 24-16, Bears victory. And there'll be a Hail Mary at the end by Mr. Giraffe Mike Lennon. 
and it will be dropped by Evan Ingram. <laughs> I thought you were going to go Darius Slayton diss there, but he's out with COVID, so don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I was, I was going to. No, I wasn't going. But plus, I think the disrespect to Darius Slayton is kind of being a bit overdone, if you, we're being honest. You, you said that, and Alex, I have almost got... Do I have a Darius Slayton jersey? You do have a Darius Slayton jersey. Yeah, I do have a Darius Slayton. Yeah, I think so. How do I know this and you don't? But uh, whatever, that's... Do I actually? Oh my god! I think you do. I think I do too. Because you asked me, did you not? You said because Josh was going to get a jersey, and he said, "Well, I got McKinney. At least I got McKinney. That was one right answer." And then I I have a Barkley one, which who the hell knows where he's going? And then you said, "Should I get a Darius Slayton, or I believe it was Daniel Jones?" I want to say. And you ended up with Jones, and look how that. I ended up with Jones. We're we're both in a bad place. Okay, with our jerseys. Jones is probably going to be here next season, though. So. Who knows how good it'll be. All right. That's we thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Giant Take Podcast. You can go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok by the name of at the Giant Take Pod. Alex is on Twitter at anorin 23 I'm on Twitter at JoshSolo29. Subscribe here on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever here is for you listening. Um, also, shipitstudios.com slash giant take. That is shipitstudios.com slash the giant take is where you can find all the links where you can listen. You can also watch our content. We just released a new video, the 2020 New York Giants NFL Redraft. That was a super fun video. Uh, We redrafted the rounds one through seven for the Giants, who they should have picked, who they did pick correctly, because there was a few in there. Um, So please go check that out on the Giant Take Podcast YouTube channel. And with that, I send it to my co-host, Alex, to wrap things up. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. And uh, hopefully we'll be here to recap a Giants win. I say that every single freaking episode. It never turns out to be true. But hopefully we'll be here to recap a Giants win. And we'll see you all next time for a Giants win. Maybe if I say it 20 times, it might happen. So thank you. See you, everyone, next time. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.